Okay, okay, now we're going to be, yeah, this is good. Hello, everyone. This is Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. Welcome to the One Bitcoin Show. Today is September the 3rd, 20. 20. Strong hand, long-term thinking. Bitcoin is the next Bitcoin. Offended by selling. Be a unique beast. And don't FOMO on altcoins. We got a unique beast here today. Hello, my elite friends. It's a special Ask Me Anything One Bitcoin show Thursday. We got Ty Zen in the house, a living legend. He's been in this space for as long as I have. He's an OG. You all know him. So you've got questions. This Every Thursday, we're going to have a question and answer session for the guest, for me. So prepare questions by, you can do a super chat or you can do, uh, you can type in Bitcoin Meister and it'll be beautiful. And I, I'm just making sure we're live here and we are live here. Okay. Just uh, there's a, that I want to get sign of life from everyone. All right, cool. All right, Ty, how are you doing? They're doing great, man. Can, can they all hear us? Can you all confirm in the chat? Yeah, they got they got it. Pound that. They, they're saying pound that like button. All right, dudes. Um, it's just we YouTube changed things, so I just want to get a confirmation from everyone. Okay, so now since we're all here and you guys know what to do, you can do a super chat to ask questions. You can type in uh, here. You'll hear someone's already asking a question. Has your okay, yeah, and I'm going to ask him about the Bcash stuff. So don't worry, don't worry about that. Uh, we're, we're, we'll start off with this though. You've been doing this for a while. You teach people how to trade. Adam Meister is not a trader. Adam Meister is a strong hander. But Tizen, he he just lays it all out there. Okay, um, he, he he doesn't want people to make crazy mistakes or anything. And he says if you're going to be a trader, you know, don't don't do it half haphazardly. Uh, know what you're doing and if you don't know what you're doing just buy and hold like what the bitcoin meister does so he's yeah, got a, I agree. He, he, he's got a base there he's got a base there uh so ty uh what i wanted to ask you about first here uh well first of all welcome to the show you you uh well, thanks have, for having me here. Uh, thanks yeah, for having me here. you're you're out there in uh asia yeah i'm uh, in bank i'm broadcasting from bangkok right now uh, yes. One of the most beautiful cities in Southeast Asia. All right. So let me ask you uh, just a, a, a question that people might not know this about you. Because some people think mm -hmm. Tyson's reckless. He's a, he teaches people to trade, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. One of the things that I like, um, I, I've been telling people for a while, most people in the in the cryptocurrency space, they don't even know how to send a freaking Bitcoin, okay? And that in this twenty the 2020 decade that we're in right now, uh, that it's going to be, it's a valuable skill just to know how to send the cryptocurrency. Now, what you tell people, you know, I mean, you teach people how to trade altcoins. Okay. That's a thing. That's part of the space. But you, you tell them, don't keep it on the exchange. You tell, they better know how to send their altcoin and know how, and to send Bitcoin. They, they have to know how to send and store. So I think yeah. that's, that's a very, that's a valuable skill that, I mean, there are millionaires that are in this space that don't know how to do that at all. They just have somebody else doing it for them, or they keep everything on an exchange. So I, I wanted that I want to put that out there first because I, I don't think a lot of people know that about you. That uh, you you are teaching that, that is 
a very responsible skill. It's so yeah. all these people trying to say they're altcoins the next altcoin. They don't even know how to send the darn art altcoin. Um, yeah. So I, I just know if you want to see if you want to elaborate that at, on, yeah, at we, all. We, we have the most we have the most tutorials on how to set up altcoin wallets on our channel. I, I don't know if any other channel has more altcoin uh, uh, um, you know wallet tutorials in our channel. Yes. And, uh, so, most, most most people don't know this. We were the first um, channel. We started the first Bitcoin and cryptocurrency trading investing channel, you know, on the internet that we know of. Like our lawyers won't say that, won't allow us to say that we're the first. So we have to say that we're one of the first ones that, that we know of. And if you look on our channel, we're the first ones to invest, uh, to interview uh, Vitalik Buterin before uh, Ethereum came out, and we interviewed him, and we were the first ones to open our mouths. And tell everybody to uh, to invest into it. Back 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 when everybody back when ninety nine percent of the market ninety nine point ninety nine percent of the the, the 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 crypto market was Bitcoin. There was not one person that would open their mouth and say, "Hey man, you guys should invest into Ethereum." And we were the only one. It's documented. It's on our channel. And then we were the first ones that after people got their Ethereum tokens, they didn't know how to move them. So our channel was the first one to make a video to show people how to use my Ether wallet. You can go in there. And then that's how we our channel got popular after we made those videos, right? And 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 we, we were the first channel to make the uh, uh, tell people about you know getting into NXT back then. That was the first proof of stake, the first real one. Anyway. Oh, the memories of these all. Oh, people don't even remember when that was the flavor of the month. People don't. I, I, you were I, you were so so. What Ty has just laid the groundwork for is that he has been in this space for a very long time. Okay, there were. Not, people weren't even around in 2014 and 15 to even see this. I, yeah. I was there, and uh, the first time Tizen and I actually talked one on one like this, we we probably exchanged uh, social media stuff. But we uh, it was when Steam, the summer of 2016, Steam was a big thing, and he had uh, Omar and I on the show, mm. and of course I and we were talking about Steam, and I was saying you know don't <laughs> just get it for free, get it for free. And yeah. uh, Omar's take was obviously more complicated than mine, but that's when we really, uh, I, I saw that Tizen was a friendly guy and he would have different people on his show that he ne didn't necessarily agree with. And then if he had, maybe we had an issue on social media, you'd like, just come on my show. And I, and, and I came on your show and it was yeah. friendly. So but there is, there is this in the space. There's some people that have a, a view of, of traders as like evil and con artist and, and and so many different things okay now i don't do i don't trade but some people are going to trade so we we even have a person here today adam you're a bitcoiner a hundred this other dude is a trader he says that you're a trader he shouldn't be on your show he will steal your lunch money he's not a good human so uh, let me just say tyson's not going to steal anything from adam meister tyson's not going to steal anything from anyone he lays it all out what he's doing he tells you what he just said, yeah. his whole history, I, you, I could probably, go, you, could, you could go in his archives. People don't even check out his archives. He, he you, is, you know what's funny is that he says that, and you know, I've, just so you guys know, I've lost millions in crypto and I've made millions. And I've also recovered for other people, for our viewers, I probably recovered almost $2 million with the crypto that most people don't even know about. Yeah, people that so, lost the crypto and had a, they didn't know who to trust and they contacted me and I walked them through how to recover it, you know? They know who who to trust to go to, right? And in person and online. Well, you so to say that you know to say that you know uh, I'll steal your money. You know he, he does make a point. I won't de deny him that. If you come to the trading markets and you don't know how to trade and you trade against me, I'm the last person you want to trade against. 
I won't deny that. I won't deny that. We're, okay. we're getting into, we're getting into yeah. street talk here. I, I, no, no, I, I like, like this. I like this. If like like if, if, if you know if, if you're a heart surgeon and that's what you train to do, right? Most of your life, and then and then I come into your hospital and say that you know, hey, you suck as a heart surgeon. I can do it better than you can. You know, I mean, you're gonna be in for a surprise. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, that, most people don't know. I traded stocks long before I got into crypto. And I traded to uh, currency pairs of uh, Forex long before. And then when I got a job, I was hired at, at, at an energy brokerage firm to look at their their, their uh, natural gas futures and, and, and to do to, to, to look at uh, uh, that sells commercial electricity. And that's how I, dis I discovered Bitcoin because they were mining Bitcoins there at the energy brokerage firm. So I, I mean, I, I didn't go look for this stuff. I, I happened to see it, and I was like, "Is this a scam?" You know, I thought it was a scam when I first heard it. And I was going on looking at the charts and stuff to 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 to, to save the CEO and, and and the COO from getting scammed. But then I discovered that it was real. And then I went on Trading View, right? And I discovered that most people were trading it incorrectly. And that's when I started, you know, putting notes in there. Man, that's a bunch of BS. That's not how you. Are, and let, let's. I mean, your history is pretty well known here. You you were an entrepreneur. You were you you didn't sit there and complain. You were in motion. You started an original thing. There were no. I mean, there were no literally no traders back then on 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 here. So I I, I just I want to hit on something specifically that you said. Uh, and so why why do I have Tizen on my show? I mean, he 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 comes on the This Week in Bitcoin show. He provides a completely a different perspective than some of my guests. He can be debatable, but he's he's true to what he does. He he he's, he is a trader. So traders are a part of the space, and so they're not. Uh, I don't encourage people to trade, but I since I've known this dude for a long time. Uh, and I respect this dude for what he does and for his persistence and then he's stuck around and for what he's been through through his life, too. Obviously, uh, an, an immigrant to the United States and grew up in a very bad area of, of Dallas and, and uh, really uh, was imprisoned for a, uh, a, uh, a uh, victimless crime. And his brother was in prison for a while. And it's just it, we want to get into all of that stuff. It's, it's all cleared. But because of that history, too, that you have. I mean, you were very when people accuse you of of crimes, basically that you're ripping yeah. off people. You 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 can't do that. If you were to do that again, the, the government would throw you in a cage. You're very yeah. you are very careful about. Yeah, I mean, it, it, you're always it, talking it, like the the lawyers won't let me say this. The lawyers won't let me say that. Yeah. You're scared. You, you you're legitimate. He's very. He, it's it's very true. He doesn't want to get in trouble. He's scared listen, straight. We registered to become. We registered to to be uh, with the government, right? To, to, to be a money service business long before Coinbase, Gemini, or even Poloniex, or Circle, or any of them did. Yeah. You, you were, I mean, because you, yeah. were, you were very, very careful because of, you know, but so but, uh, beyond that, what I wanted to hit on from the past that was very important that you brought up, you brought up Ethereum, okay? And I remember when Ethereum came out too. And for years and years, there have been uh, you're on social media. We're all on social media. We've seen it grow. It's been amazing. You can learn a lot from crypto Twitter. But there's a lot of guys that talk a really big game on, on crypto Twitter, okay? And so there's some dudes that do not like Ethereum at all, all right? Now, hey, Tone Vase is one of those guys who doesn't like Ethereum at all. But you respect Tone Vase. Tone Vase has never said – has cha never changed his tune on Ethereum at all. Never. He, he is Bitcoin all the way. 
you know, and never got into, and he rips on Ethereum a lot. He does not like Ethereum. Okay, cool. But then, but there are others that are like him too. And so what, what happened uh, was there's, there's some, and, and people could do what they want to do here. When, when we're talking about social media, it, it, it boils down to hypocrisy. Okay. That, that's what I think, that, that's what this question is, is about. And what Tizen has publicly expressed concern about is that there are some guys out there like, I mean, Richard Hart changed his tune in a second. There are people that uh, do all sorts of uh, 180s, and uh, you, you call out the hypocrisy on it. So we had these guys do the INX token, and you were you were outspoken about what you what you thought about that because those guys like Tone Bays, uh, who you respect, uh, they ripped on Ethereum publicly for a while, and then all of a sudden you use, they use it. So. The word scam is a very powerful word, and you're careful. You very careful what you call a scam. So if you call Ethereum a, a scam for years, then don't you really shouldn't get into Ethereum because bottom line is I I love Bitcoin. I I'm Bitcoin. All I do is buy and hold Bitcoin. But I know Ethereum's not a scam. I don't try to to, to to say something like that. And if I if I did say something like that, then then I wouldn't just go buy it or create a coin on it. It, it, it would be totally hypocritical. So I'll let you talk about that. And only the pound that like button, guys. Your your questions will be answered. Uh, but you you address this in only a way that Tizen can. Take it away, Tizen. Okay, so uh, let's talk about the the the, the 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 Ethereum here. Okay, so people have to know the background that that I come from for, to to say what I'm saying. You know, because a lot of people just say stuff online, and you never know if they're you know telling the truth or telling lies or just trying to get clickbait. You know, so when I say something, I'm very careful about using the word scam because I was accused of something I didn't do. Okay, I had a small amount of drugs, and then when I got sentenced, I sent I got sentenced to something some drugs I didn't have. And then I got sentenced to using a firearm. And the only person that was out in, in the whole area that we got arrested in the middle of nowhere was just me and my older brother. And so to say that I used a firearm would say that I use it against my own brother, my older brother. And, and, and so he got charged with the same thing too. He got charged for using a firearm, but who did he use it against? When, when we went to trial, they asked who did he use it against? Cause there was only his little brother there. They asked the same thing about me. Like if you're accusing Ty of using a firearm, who did he use it against? Because the only guy that was there was his older brother. So we, we went to do time for things that we didn't get. We are, are we innocent? No, we had drugs, but it was just a small amount. And but did we use a firearm against anybody? No, we didn't. And people don't realize that in the state of Texas, you can carry a firearm. It's legal. Everybody carries a firearm uh, in, in Texas. It's, it's you know Texas is a, such a big piece of land in America that to, just for safety purposes. Everybody carries a gun when they're traveling long distances. If you travel from one city to another, the distances are so long and so empty that it's common for people to carry firearms, right? So I, I grew up, you know, nearly 14 years in, in the U.S. federal prison system, and I've seen a lot of people get accused of things they didn't do or they get accused of violating the law that they didn't do, okay? And then there are people that, get, that do violate the law and break the law, and they're not in prison. For example, like Hillary Clinton and a bunch of other politicians that break the law, but they don't go to prison. It's like a two-tier justice system. So when I come into crypto, I'm very cautious on what I accuse. One, I don't want nobody suing me for saying something that that that's that that's incorrect. So the only coin in all the six thousand something cryptos out there, the only one that I ever called a scam that I made a video and said that it was a scam was a uh, was one coin. Right, because it violated all kinds of U.S. financial laws. 
And, but there's other coins that I would never touch, but I wouldn't go online. I would not go online and call it a scam because when you call something a scam, it means that there's a, it, it, there's a violation of the law. There's a misrepresentation. There's a fraud involved or that, that's just the legal side. And then there's also the moral and ethical side where, hey, man, you promised this and you didn't do it. So that, that you know, that, that, that's also a scam, too. Right. So. But most people, when they come to crypto, their definition of a scam is just, is really just means, hey, man, that, that team is incompetent or I don't like that team. Either it means I don't like you or I don't think that you're competent to do the, the things that you claim. That, that, that's 99 percent of things that people call a scam in crypto. That's what it is. It's not even a real scam. It's not a violation of the law. There, there, you know, it's not a broken promise or anything like that. And they just call it a scam. So back to Ethereum. Right. And I, I want to clear this up about Tone Bays, too. He calls it a, a scam and he doesn't like Ethereum and he's against it because he he used to work on Wall Street just like I did. And he believes it's a violation of U.S. financial laws. That's what he says. He doesn't say that it's a scam because they're ripping people off or anything. it's a violation of U.S. financial laws. You have to go register uh, under U.S. financial laws. You have to go register with the uh, the government before you raise money. And he says that they raise money, according to Tom Bates, he believes they raise money without registering with the government. So he believes that, that, that that's a violation of US financial laws. And that's fair, but he is clearly telling you why he believes it's a scam. Okay, now for me, the reason why I invest into Ethereum and, and tell people to trade it is because I'm a trader, right? I'm not like like when one of the reasons why I got you know almost four, I did almost 14 years in prison uh, was because the prosecutors wanted me to snitch on other people, on, on, on the neighbors and the friends and set them up and do all kinds of stuff. And I told them to go you know screw off. I'm not a cop. I grew up in the streets, man. You can't come and ask me to go snitch on people in my neighborhood, man. You know you you don't do that, right? And, you know we have a saying on the on the streets that you know snitches get stitches. So, so I, I, I don't go around snitching on people. You know, like 99% of the people that's in the U.S. federal prison system, they're all a bunch of snitches, okay? And I got documentation to prove I'm not. You know, a few grams of drugs and I got almost 15 years, that, that alone tells you that, 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 uh, that I didn't uh, snitch on uh, someone, right? So because of that, I'm very careful to, to, to you know, so, so whenever people say, hey, don't you think this is a scam or that's a scam? That's not my job. That's not my, I'm not the SEC. I never signed up to be a cop, right? I, I'm a trader. My job is to trade, make money for my family. I'll trade stocks, I'll trade cryptocurrency, I'll trade Forex, I'll trade you know oil, I'll trade gold, I'll trade anything, right? It's not my job to say that that is a, uh, a, 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 a violation of the law or not. Now, however, you know, coming from the streets and being around you know criminals most of my life, I can tell when somebody's a crook or somebody's doing something that's illegal or they're about to do something illegal or, you know, we, we hire, we invest huge amounts of money into security lawyers to review all our products, you know, like our paid courses and everything. Our, we, we hire a senior uh, SEC attorney to review everything we say in that field to make sure everything we say is in compliance with, with, the, with the U.S. financial laws. And, you know, so after each video, they'll come in and say, hey, you can't say this, you can't make that comment or, you know, erase this or modify this because, you know, we're not sure about the cryptocurrency laws at this time. So we change it. And when we see our lawyers telling us we can't do that or say that, then 
when we see somebody else doing it to us, that's a violation of U.S. laws. So we try to avoid that coin or that project. I'll give you an example for like the project economy. Some of you guys remember during the time that they did the ICO. But the thing they did was they were making promises that I knew was illegal because I used to we, we hire securities attorneys that, that advise us and counsel us. And I used to work for a stock trading school that every month we got compliance training. So when I worked on Wall Street, we got compliance training. When we worked, uh, when I worked at the trading schools, we got compliance training. You can't say that, Ty. You can say this. You can't say that. You can't promise this to, to you know, we can promise them customer service. We can't promise them that they'll make money. You know, there's all these laws. Now, keep in mind, guys, your, your audience, the ones that watch this outside the U.S., most of the people that are outside the U.S., they don't care. Like, if you come to Southeast Asia, none of those financial laws matter because they don't care. They've never seen that. Because there's there's not such an issue, so even when I'm saying this right now, it means nothing, like to to to, to the Southeast Asian community. Like they'll hear, and it, it doesn't even make sense. And like, why is he worried? Why is he saying all these things? Like, just just go buy whatever you want, sell whatever you want. It's your business. And they don't realize in the U.S. we have governments that let you say that you can do this or you can't do that. You know. So, now I want I want to get back to what, what how we started this conversation. So what do you think about the INX? About this INX? So token? The INX. Right now, keep in mind, guys, the INX token is not a scam. Let me say that again. The INX token is not a scam. Let me say it a third time. The <laughs> INX token is not a scam. And, and you will never find me saying that it's a scam. The reason why is because Alan, Alan Silbert, the, the brother of uh, the other Silbert guy. Uh, yeah, um, Barry, Barry Silbert. Yeah, Barry Silbert, who has one of the biggest you know, crypto trusts out there uh, um, in the U.S., you know, Alan Silver, th these guys are financial guys, man. They have a background. You know, they have experience on Wall Street. They went through the proper channels. They got it approved. They got it, you know, whatever it was they did, they got it approved to raise money. Okay? So you can't call them a scam. You can't call them scammers. You, you can't say any of that because they went through the proper legal procedures. And, and just so you guys know, that costs money. That is not cheap. I'll bet anything that costs several hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars to, to get that uh, to, to, to get approval for that. So you can't call it a scam when they go to the law enforcement, and they go to the, all the the, 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 the the policing agencies in America and ask if, hey man, can we raise money doing this method right here on the Ethereum blockchain, do it like this, 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 and this. And the government said, yeah, we approve of this, go ahead and go do it. So you can't call them a scam. What I'm calling them out on is this, right? Is I'm calling them out on not, not not INX. I'm not calling out them out on anything. I'm, I'm happy for that. I'm, I'm happy that the, the crypto market or the, the community has progressed to where the, the U.S. law enforcement agencies allow a company to do such a thing. We've always wanted that, right? So that's good. That's good progress for it, right? So you know, uh, give you know, big shout out to Alan Silbert for, for, and, and his team for getting that approved. You know, because that's not easy. There's nothing easy when you deal with the SEC, with FINRA, with the CFTC, or any of these alphabet agencies in, in the U.S. government, especially when it comes to finance and medical and energy. Those three industries right there, there's nothing easy in there, okay? So, and it costs a lot of money. I know that because we invest huge sums of money into our securities lawyers to get things done and get things approved, okay? So what I'm against what they're doing is the advisors and the investors that they have on the project. That's what I'm against, right? Who am I talking about? I'm talking about the magical crypto knuckleheads. Okay, I'm, 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 I know you want me to keep this PG-13. Yes. Well, I'm gonna make it so it's 
kindergarten friends I possibly can, okay? But you gotta understand, man, I grew up on the streets around a bunch of thugs, hoodlums, and some of the most vicious gangbangers, you know, the world's ever seen. So, you know, when I talk about, you know, crooked, you know, people like this, man, I'm not being nice to them. I don't need to be nice, you know, to a bunch of crooks and a bunch of, you know, guys that 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 that, that are trying to, you know, that I hate nothing more than a bunch of, you know, piece of garbage hypocrites, man. You know, and obviously I say piece of garbage on your channel just to keep it PG-13. You really want to hear what I say. Go on my channel and you'll see the, the unfiltered version, you know. But anyways, these guys, like the magical crypto guys, they have been talking crap. They've been saying that Ethereum's a useless blockchain, a blockchain that they've been saying it's a scam. You know, these people are going to lose their money. You know, they're taking advantage of you. All this nonsense. And then behind the scenes, you keep this in mind, guys. They push $1.4 million into the damn project, into INX, which is doing their their, 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 their ICO, their, 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 their uh, uh, fundraising on top of the Ethereum blockchain. The very blockchain they've been talking crap about, now that all of them are going to push $1.4 million into it. And how do I know this information? It's very simple. You go to their, um, their uh, prospectus, which is a document that they have to produce, that the INF, INX team has to produce to show who all the buyers, the early buyers are and everything. And that's just legal stuff that you have to do in, in the American financial system. You have to disclose, you know, who bought at what price, the early buyers, you know, so their names are all in there, you know, and, and they did this in 2018, right after the peak of the bull market in early uh, 2018. So that means that they were doing this, they had plans. And just so you guys know, it takes several months to do all the legal paperwork because we've done it. You know, in order to show that you're an accredited investor, which means you have a million dollars net worth and does, and that doesn't count your house, or you make $200,000 a year for two consecutive years already, and you have evidence that you're going to do that again in the third year. So to do all that paperwork costs money and it costs time. You can't just, like, if I wanted to buy into the INX token right now, I just can't just go up there and go, oh, I want to buy it and then just buy it right now. I got money in my credit card or I got money in my bank account. I'll wire it to you. Alan Silver, just just send me the, the the tokens. You can't do that. You gotta go and and, and you know and, and the way that you prove that you're an accredited investor is 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 you get a CPA, a licensed attorney, or a licensed accountant, and they will write kind of like a legal document, uh, similar to like an affidavit, to certify that you are an accredited investor. Like you know you fit these criteria, or you just send your bank statement show that you got a million dollars in there, and then they'll approve that too. Okay, so there's a few ways to do that. So this process is not like a one day, one night, one week deal. There's a process, and then they gotta send you the terms and the agreements and the conditions. You gotta read it, have your lawyer review it. So every one of these projects that we go into, it costs us several thousands of dollars. So I mean, your 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 point in going through the process is that the dudes, it wasn't just something they jumped into randomly. There was a, a yeah, bunch yeah. Of, they spent a lot of time on this, and you feel it's hypocritical that uh, they they were speaking one way about it about Ethereum, but on, on, behind the scenes, they were doing some pretty complicated things. Uh, yeah, it's not easy. So, so you have to hire, you, you, you have to get people. So in public, this is what they're doing. Oh, you know, Ethereum sucks, you know, it can't do this, it can't do this, crowded do this, you know, it's a, you know, you shouldn't touch it, you don't show only mess with Bitcoin, blah, 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 all this other stuff, right? And then as soon as they turn off the video, then they're behind the scenes with their lawyers and the uh, investors, 
you know, um, okay, so I got to prove that, you know, I'm an accredited investor. Okay, can you send me the terms and agreements? Okay, what, what price can we get it for? Okay, let's do it again. Oh, yeah, and then now they go back on camera, right? Oh, by the way, you know, Ethereum sucks, blah, 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 and all this again. And then after the works, and they go back, okay, um, okay, can we get at this cent? Well, what if we, uh, you know, advise on it, or is there any deal that we can make, you know, and all this? You know, you're going to do it on the Ethereum blockchain? Okay, all right, all right, cool deal, cool deal. Right. And then now they come back on public. Oh, yeah, you know, Ethereum sucks, you know, it's scamming, you know, it's useless, it's never going to work, right? These are hypocrites. And, you know, they get the biggest followings in, 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 in crypto. They got hundreds of thousands of viewers, right? That they, it, it, like, another person is, um, is Tur uh, Demeester. Well, yeah, yeah, okay, so yeah, I would, yeah, Tur Demeester. I would not put in in, a, in the same. Uh, I'm going to give you some pushback on that. We we all understand why you say that those dudes. There's no doubt their personas online were definitely hypocritical of, of what they were doing behind the scenes. And uh, but but Tordemister isn't isn't buying uh, uh isn't buying he, Ethereum. He, he he said he wrote in the past. He he did not like Ethereum, and that then he. Now he says that he's a little bullish on it. I believe that's what they, they he's issue. long. He tweeted out he's long on Ethereum. To me, that's hypocritical. And it, listen, if he wants to do that, right? He's been for years. He's been bashing Ethereum and talking about you know it's never going to work, right? So he got two hundred thousand some people believing him. It's to me, it's irresponsible. It's being hypocritical, and then you turn around behind everyone's back and you're long Ethereum. Long means, if you're not a trader, long means that you're buying it with the hopes of it going up in price so you can profit from it. He tweeted that. I, I didn't make that stuff up. He tweeted that, that out, yeah. right? And, and now he's, you know, he's, he's discontinuing his uh, uh, public, uh, what do you call that, broadcast? It, his, his, it's private now, his feed. Yeah, yeah, he's private now, and he shut down his fund, his Bitcoin uh, fund and everything. To me, that's, to me, right, if he said this, it, it's all about disclosure, Okay, it's all about disclosure. If he wants to talk crap about it and say, hey man, I'm talking crap about Ethereum, right? I don't believe it's gonna work, but I'm gonna invest in it anyway because I think it's gonna go up. Like, I'll tell you right now, most of the altcoins that I trade and I invest in, if you ask me, hey Ty, from a philosophical perspective, do you think that those most of those coins that you, you invest in, are they gonna be around 20 years from now? The answer is hell no. Now I got a question. I've got, a, I've got a, another entity out there. What do you think of the, the hex oh, situation? Hold, hold, hold. Just, just, just now that, that's something, the, uh, the way it was, the way you, oh, oh, yeah. yeah. well, it's the same subject, but yeah. Oh, let's finish with Ethereum. Let's finish with this uh, Ethereum. Okay, you were done with that. Yeah, okay. Let's finish with Ethereum. Okay? To me, whether it's turned meester with, with Ethereum or the magical crypto knuckleheads, you know, the, the, the hypocrites over at Magical Crypto Channel with the INX token, right? And also with uh, 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 Jameson Lop. Jameson Lop, the, the, the Bitcoin maximalist, the cypherpunk, you know? Hey, you know, I'm a cypherpunk, you know, screw the government this, screw the government this, you know, it's all code and all this other stuff. And then now he's telling people that, oh, you know, the INX token, you know, it's government approved. Wait, to me, that's, that's like, to me, to me, that's like saying that, hey, I'm not a snitch, right? 14 years ago, right? I mean, when I did the, the, the 14 years in federal prison, and then I come out and, and tell everybody I'm not a snitch, and then come into the crypto world and, and see something and then go and snitch on it. 
Well, if you don't be a snitch today, Ty, you don't be a rat today. Why didn't you become a rat when you were 18 years old? So you'd have to sit in, in prison from the time you were 18 until the time you were in your mid-30s. You see what I'm saying? So so I'm, I'm not going to, you know, I, my kids, my family, no one, my friends, they all know me. No one can ever call me a snitch or a rat, you know, because I didn't snitch or rat on anyone, right? So these guys right here, if they just disclose, hey, man, we're talking crap about Ethereum, but we're going to invest into it anyway. Just like I said, hey, man, most of these altcoins, I don't think they're going to last. But you know what? I'm trading them. I don't know which one's going to make it. Right? So I'm going to trade and invest in all of them, or, or the ones that I think that has a good chance. Right? But like this guy, Jameson Lapp, and all these guys, he's an advisor on them. And he's a technical guy. The other idiots over there at Magical Crypto, Maybe I can pass up for them like Whale Panda, you know, Fluffy Pony that makes a Monero, and then Charlie Lee that makes a Litecoin, right? Now, to be fair, Charlie Lee never said anything bad about Ethereum, but he's on the show with them while they're talking bad, right? right. So, 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 so it's, it's guilty by association. You're sitting there while these guys are talking crap about it, and you know that behind the scenes they're investing into that that blockchain. So you're a piece of crap just like, like they are. Language. You know, if, 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 if Charlie Lee, and I met Charlie Lee when, when he and I, we started way back then, and I used to meet him at the conference, you know, have lunch with him, and I thought he was a nice guy and everything, man. But to me, I think it's it's, it's all about disclosure, man. And I think that it's a, 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 you know, it's really crappy when you're sitting there with three idiots that's talking crap about this coin, and you know that behind the scenes are pushing over a million dollars into it, and you don't open your mouth and say something. Hey, guys. Real quick, guys, I just want to fully disclose, man, you know, even though we're here making crack, you know, crack up jokes about Ethereum, just be aware, man, you know, we're, we're, we're invested into it, okay, all of us. If he just said that, I hey, I would never say anything. I would never say anything, okay? If, 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 and, but but them, you know, those guys I can put up with, you know, but like, like maybe they can get away with it. But this guy, Jameson Lop, you know, who's a cypherpunk and is a recognized Bitcoin technical person. But like he's not like a, a non-technical person like I am. He is a a, 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 a a person that people look up in the Bitcoin community for technical and security. And he's sitting there telling people that the Ethereum network, there's no way that could ever work, that it's not secure and everything. And guess what? Now he's on the INX page as an advisor advising them how to do their token on Ethereum. What a – man, what a – what we've gathered here is there are a lot of OGs that are around, okay? People, you'd be surprised what people get into. People have online personalities and then they do things uh, behind the scenes and just don't put anyone on a pedestal and worship them. I, I think I've uh, I, I put that out plenty of times and uh, – do do you I mean make make your make your own decisions? People behind the scenes are making their. Own you know what's amazing to me is there are people that take up for that and people get mad when I point it out. There's people that get mad because I point out these guys are a bunch of you know fake hypocrites, right? They get mad at me for that. Well, what I what I wanted to cover on that what you're what you're hitting on there, I think there's there's a lot of people you know some some people have really networked well. In, in the space where they can be hypocritical and get away with it. I, I think some, some people have come up with the most twisted and wild excuses for, yeah. for, for this. But then when some people do stuff, they get 
ram. They get destroyed. Like, oh, you mentioned a coin. You're, you're. This is the Bitcoin Inquisition. You're out of here. So it's just yeah. uh, it, you, where you where you are. You're you're an island. You you don't have allies in that sense. Where if if no, someone, you know if someone that you screw like, if someone that you like, hypocrites. I don't yeah. need allies or hypocrites. Screw them. <laughs> screw those. You know, I I wouldn't say screw. I'd say something else that starts with an F. You know. Yeah. But. You know, I'm trying to keep the PG-13 on your channel out of respect for your channel, you know, and your audience. But, you know, I use a different word, you know. And then those guys, man, I don't care to be allies or friends with them. I don't want my kids knowing that I'm friends or or, or, or have, you know, uh, I'm a YouTuber or an influencer. And I'm connected to some piece of crap, you know, hypocrite that says one thing to their viewers. You know, man, and you know what? Speaking of Tur de Meester, to me, that's very unethical of him to say that he – that. He thinks a piece of garbage for all these years, and then he disappears from the public eye after announcing that he's going to go long, that he's buying Ethereum, and he never discloses why he's doing that or what he encouraged or, 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 or he, he owes his 200,000 viewers right, an explanation of why he changed his mind. And he just came out and said, hey, man, you know what, man? I was wrong about this, right? I was wrong about this the whole time. And, you know, my analysis was incorrect. I didn't see this happening. I didn't see, I didn't anticipate this. And you know what? I'm going to change my mind and I'm going to go long Ethereum. Then I would just keep my mouth shut. I wouldn't even say anything. Well, I, you know? I, he's not as public as those guys are either. Uh, I mean, it, it wasn't like, uh, uh, it's too, I, I understand you're very principled in, in what you're talking about here. Okay. You're very, uh, you don't think anybody, everybody just, you know, don't present one persona online and then doing something that's totally the opposite offline. Now with, with Tur, with Tur though, he, I mean, Tur's, he's, he's tweeting about it. He's writing about it. He's not, he's not, he didn't, he's not like some people calling it. Uh, he's got 200,000 people following him. You gotta be responsible when you've got that many people following you, man. You can't just go up there and just say stuff like that and then and then go do something else different behind their backs, man. You know, that to me, that's completely irresponsible, man. There's no law that says he can't do that, right? But it's a matter of morals and ethics, man. If you come off as, you know, uh, uh, you know, as an ethical person, hey, you guys stay away from all coins. You should only focus on Bitcoins. All this stuff is unsafe. You know, all this stuff is risky. And, and you act like you're, 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 you're somebody on, on the little guy's side and you're trying to protect them and stuff. And then here you are doing the opposite behind their back without disclosing it, right? But to me, that's 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 so hypocritical, man. You know what? If, if my kids call me out on some nonsense like that, man, I, I would be ashamed of myself, man. I would be ashamed of myself that I had 200,000 people following me, and I was telling them one thing and then go behind their backs and do something else, man. Maybe, maybe, maybe I'm a little bit more harsh on this subject matter about being principled, like you said, you know, because – you know, I got charged for something. I got sentenced to prison, and my brother was put in, in, in prison for something that we didn't do. Like, are, did, are we guilty of drugs? Yes. But are we guilty of all the other crappy crimes that they charge us with? No, we weren't. And thank, you know, shout out to Donald Trump, too, for, you know, changing the laws and reversing and correcting my brother's sentence so he can get out early. Or else he would have stayed in there another five years. You know, he, he was in prison for 30 years for, 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 for using a gun against somebody, for using a gun. And, and he didn't even have the gun that they charge him with. 
It, it's it, that that is an amazing part of your life story. That if, if, no, Donald, no, Trump, no. if, if Donald Trump didn't become president, this guy's brother would still be rotting in jail. Exactly. And you know what? Not just him, but there's like five thousand other prisoners that got that got released from prison and got, and got their sentences corrected thanks to Donald Trump. So I don't care what anybody says about it, man. If you come into my brother's life and my family and 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 and, and correct my brother's sins and a bunch of other black people's sentence, right? And minorities in America and correct their sentence when anyone knew along the whole time that it was not the correct sentence and nobody had the balls to, 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 to correct it. And he comes along, he changes it. Man, I'm voting for him again. I don't care what anybody says. Well, okay. Yeah. We, 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 we've, I want, there's, there are a lot of questions. This is a question and answer show for Ty Zen. He, he, he's laid it out there. I've said what, you know, given my take on it, I mean, I'm, we won't talk about hex then because it's it's. No, 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 hex. We, we will talk about hex, man. But let me but before we before and I just again with the tour de Meester thing, I, I want to say I I would not put him on the level of the of these guys at all. And he did. I, I think he has taken to heart some of the criticism he's gotten, uh, and and that's why he's made the channel private now. I mean, he doesn't want to get into these arguments. He doesn't. He he is not a huge. Like the other dudes that you've mentioned, they're big talkers. They start with people. They get into Twitter arguments. Tour de Meester is nothing like that. I mean, he, he's not a uh, – he, he doesn't go out – he's not proactively uh, trying to argue with people. And, and now he's succeeded, and he's succeeded in, in, in he doesn't want to engage with people. He doesn't want to be controversial. And he has tweeted out some things questioning himself. I think he, he, he is exploring. And I don't know – I, I don't know the whole tour – Demeester Ethereum thing. I, I wouldn't put it on the same level as some of these things that we're talking about. But okay, if you say that, I, I, I will. I will offer this. If he wants to explain it, he's more than welcome to contact me and come on my channel and explain it. If, you know, he gives me a good explanation. It makes sense. I'll retract my statement. I, I remember he, he did retweet something that you put out there when you were talking about this. And I, I don't remember the whole thing. But I, I try to I definitely try to stay out of all the drama and stuff usually. But again, since Tyzen is a, a guest on the show and he has been outspoken about what happened with the INX thing and that, you know, the, the, the whole what's the definition of an OG and. Who goes after who? Who's allied? You know, there's certain people that are just allied with each other and are going to come up with excuses for for one another. And Tizen does not come up with excuses for anyone. You're hardcore, man. You're hardcore. everybody. This is it. Shows like this here. Oh, sorry, Ty. Continue. That's why I tell people all the time. I tweet out, you know, that that uh, if you want to real, listen to a real Bitcoin maximalist, you know, follow uh, you, uh, Bitcoin Meister, in, in Tone Bay's. Because I remember you guys back when Mount Gox had collapsed and everybody was hiding and, 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 and everybody was scattered, like, you know, strippers in a club when you turn the lights on, man, like cockroaches, they scattered when, when Bitcoin crashed from 1,200 down to 200. And it takes balls, it takes nuts, it takes courage to stand out there and get in public in front of a camera, you know, and tell people like you guys did, you, you know, like all of us did, like, you know, Mad Bitcoin, even Vortex, even though he and I disagree, he was come on my channel and talk about Bitcoin. I'd be happy to have him on there. I, I don't hate the guy. I know he thinks I hate him or something, you know, but <laughs> he, he and I, we, we have disagreements about what Bitcoin, you know, is supposed to do or what, you know, about where how, the progress that it's made. But I still respect him. I, I never call uh, him a, 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 a bullshitter or a scammer or anything like that. You know why? Because all of us, was broadcasting about bitcoins after it then crashed from twelve hundred dollars down to two hundred dollars. 
and nobody, nobody, you know what? They didn't even want to say the word Bitcoin. They were so people were so scared to even say the word Bitcoin because they were afraid to be called scammers. They they replaced it with the word blockchain. Yep. Man, before the crash of Mount Gox, nobody even said the word blockchain except in technical terms to describe what it is. Everybody used the word Bitcoin. And then all of a sudden, after 2000, the beginning of 2014, everybody's like, mm, okay, hey, hey, guys, don't let's not you use the word Bitcoin, okay? Um, uh, that, what that, can we do here? You know, let, let's say blockchain. Yeah, 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 yeah. That sounds good. Ties in. You just brought up such a memories for me. And so many people won't, they don't know that from 2015. What he just said is true. People were just saying blockchain. They were scared to say Bitcoin in 2015. That's how bad it got people. I for, I'd forgotten about that. Even the exchanges, uh, even the exchanges <laughs> that were exchanging Bitcoin was afraid to say Bitcoin. And so when you and Tone Day showed up, right? Just a little quick crypto history here, guys. You know, for you guys that just new to crypto, back then I made a video. I forget what year it was. 2014, 2015. I made a video. I said these are the seven top crypto influencers you need to follow, oh, and yeah. Bitcoin Meister was one of them. I it was, 20, it was 2016, I think. I think it was 2016. Yeah. I remember it. I remember it. Yeah. I made that video about you, about Omar, and about a bunch of other people. There was only one people, I, one person on there that I regretted, and that was uh, uh, the black guy. Um, what's his name? The guy that's connected to BitConnect. You know, uh, oh, Trayvon James. Tra yeah. Trayvon James. Yeah. So he was the only. You know, but hey, you know, I got admit, I picked some good, talented people because most of you guys, all you guys are still here, and all you guys are doing well. You know, you guys got huge followings. Uh, I, I, I stuck. I stuck with it. I stuck with the picture. Yeah. I did not change. Yeah, so, I didn't. So, I, didn't so, have, so, I didn't run an ICO yeah. or anything. <laughs> yeah. So for you and Tone Vase and Vortex and and Thomas Hunt and all the World Bitcoin Network guys to be talking about Bitcoin all this time while while you know while it was in the dumps at two hundred dollars at three hundred dollars everybody's making fun of it and everybody's still calling it a scam you know that takes a lot of courage man to stand for your beliefs and what you think is you know uh, uh, is going to change the financial world that takes a lot of courage man and all of a sudden by the middle by by the spring and summer of 2017 when bitcoin started going up past a thousand dollars now all of a sudden you got a thousand idiots clowns like superman and all these idiots you know doug polk and all these you know the clowns and entertainers that start coming in and getting hundreds of thousands of, of, of followers and stuff and, and not knowing who the real people are, you know, and oh, that's, that's, you know, well, this, and, and this is the, 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 it is amazing that the, the, so many newbies have come in and there's so many new voices. We, what we were talking about before this, did we bring this up at the beginning of the show that most people that are traders, they don't even know how to send a Bitcoin. I mean, yeah. they, 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 you, what you, what the thing that ties in does is very responsible is that he teaches his people, uh, if you're going to buy an altcoin, you better know how to send it off the freaking exchange, and you better know how to, yeah. to, to to save it, to send it. But people don't even, people don't talk about like the basics of, of cryptocurrency. There's just plenty. Hey, hey, well, we're on that point because I lost you know over a million dollars on this, just this idiot mistake alone. So so your views are anytime you new to crypto, Bitcoin, anything before you put all your money into it, make a small transaction first. Test small before you do it big. Test small before you send the entire transaction. So if you want to buy $1,000 worth of Bitcoins or crypto or anything, go buy like 20, 30 bucks, 50 bucks of it, send a fraction to your hardware wallet, from your hardware wallet, send it back to the exchange, from the exchange, send it back to your hardware wallet, from the hardware wallet, back to the exchange. Do that about five, six, seven, eight times until your brain understands what just happened. And then 
when you see that, that this is what happened, right? And then even unplug it from the hardware wallet and erase everything and then try to reinstall the 24 word seeds again and then see if you can still send it back to the exchange or not. Once you confirm that you have control of your Bitcoins and your crypto, at that point, then you have permission, right, from the crypto gods to start getting the balance of the cryptos that you need or the Bitcoins that you need, okay? Don't be an idiot and go out there and you need to put $10,000 in. We've had, I can't, I have a few coworkers that I used to work with. They heard that I was in Bitcoin. They went and slapped $10,000, $20,000 into Bitcoin and did not have a transfer and lost everything. It's amazing. It is. It is amazing. And and so uh, again, mm -hmm. it, it's amazing that these these basic skills. So many people don't have these basic skills. It's what we, I said. They for the twenty twenties. If you know how to send the Bitcoin, if you know how to store Bitcoin, if you know how to set up a trezor, I mean, you can make a lot of money. I mean, just by having. But mo most people that get into crypto, uh, they don't have those skills. It, it's it's they they skip the very very important step. And again, for all the people that say that you know Ty is just a pure trader, et cetera, et cetera, he, what he just said out there that that's got nothing to do with trading. That's just that's just basic cryptocurrency skills there. That, yeah. that mm -hmm. I mean, most of the dudes that are talking about these big charts, you know, how much is going to be worth on July the first, this, that, and the other. Uh, I mean, sure, it's entertaining and everything, but if, if you don't, if if you make the move into Bitcoin or into anything, and you don't know what the heck you're, you, it, it could be so. Tragic what happens just losing all your 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 your, your coins because you, you didn't know how to send I mean, and I know this sounds far-fetched for a lot of people, but it is it really it really does happen So uh, you don't know how to transfer the coins correctly. Okay and store it correctly So I rec I strongly recommend right? I, I cannot give you financial advice on what to buy or sell but I can give you security advice make sure you use a hardware wallet such as ledger or trezor I would not use any other ones except those two. The reason is they we have ran several millions of dollars through each one of those devices during the bull market. So if there was any time to hack those devices, it would have been in 2017, okay? So I would not try any of the new ones, right? People come out, hey, we got a new hardware wallet. It works better than Trezor or, hard, or, or Ledger. Screw them. Let, let somebody else be the guinea pig and lose money trying to figure out if their wallet works. These are two, Trezor was the first hardware wallet in the world, and then Ledger was, I think, like the second, and they have, and I talked to their CTO in person, right? The, these guys know what they're doing, man. Right? All right, all right. This is, this is a, good, a, a good reminder out there, because there are a lot of people that ask about complicated storage methods. There you go. That, that's, that, wait, 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 it's, it's a great, it's Trezor, Ledger, Cool. Yeah, that's it. I, I talked about it many, many times yeah, and people should know Now here. Let's go to a question here. So pound that like button, everybody unique beast. Now this is something I was going to ask Ty because he's been into this controversy. Has your view on Bcash and BSV and what has it shifted over time? Has that, has your view on Bcash BSV? Well, on Bitcoin cash, it has on Bitcoin cash. It has not on Bitcoin SV. It hasn't, you know, and, and when, when 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 we talk about shifted, are you talking about the philosophical perspective or the trading profits potential perspective? Well, yeah, I think this is, yeah, there's, there's two there's yeah. I, I think you should clarify that. When you there's been times you've talked highly of BSV and Bcash, but you think they're going to pump and you're just a trader and you want to you want to make money. I'm making money for it. Like if you ask me, hey man, which one do you think is gonna be around 10, 20, 30 years, 50 years from now? I'm gonna say Bitcoin. 
I'm not an idiot. But if you ask me, hey, man, in this next bull market, which one do you think is going to make more money? I'm going to think it's Bitcoin Cash and Bitcoin SV. So has so now recently, uh, Bcash is going is going to have the split. Has your view changed on it? Because you work absolutely. You it's changed because here's the thing, right? Here's the reason why it's changed. Okay. Here, okay. First of all, let me explain the reason why I thought it was going to go up. Okay. And there's more profit potential. Like many guys know, I don't own any Bitcoin since 2017 because I'm here to make money. I'm not here to be a fanboy. If you ask me from a philosophical perspective, what do you think about these different Bitcoins? You know, I'm going to say, hey, you know, go with this one, go with this one or whatever from a philosophical perspective. But I can take that philosophy hat and put it aside and put on my trader hat. And OK, now I'm a trader. Which one's going to make me the most money for my family? OK, so the, the reason why I went into Bitcoin Cash and Bitcoin SV, right, is they, 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 they're, they're a big community. OK, they're a big community. And as a trader, they haven't had a uh, what do you call it, a spike or a pump in price yet. Every coin goes through two or three of those in, in its life cycle. OK. And I saw that when Bitcoin SV come out, right? I thought it was crazy too. But check this, I mean, just uh, as a trader, you guys gotta think logically about this, right? Man, there was nothing that was good news about Bitcoin SV. You know, Craig Wright is fake, Toshi, uh, the exchanges like Kraken and Binance are delisting, and, you know, BSV, they're not gonna list it, and they're trying to rally the troops and other exchanges not to list it. There was not one ounce of good news about BSV. Not one. You couldn't find one ounce of good news. You know, the weather wasn't even good around. Well, except, except from their fans. Their fans were. They, they, they were I mean, like, from the, you know, I looked and I said, wait a minute. Why is this thing have the absolute worst news? They're being, you know, uh, uh, what do you call that? Uh, 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 burn, uh, uh, you know, like witches at the stake, you know, uh, 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 you know, and it's still sitting there at 50 something dollars. Like it won't go any lower. And so as a trader, I see that. I've seen that several times with different coins, right? And I said, hey, you know what? And the same thing happened when Ethereum and Ethereum Classic split. It wouldn't go below a dollar. I mean, there's all this volume coming in, but it won't go below a dollar. And we said, hey, man, if it's not going to go below a dollar, we might as well buy in at a dollar then. And then it skyrocketed, and we made a, a killing on it. And so when we saw the same thing with BSV, we said, I said, hey, man, I'm going to load up right here at $57. dollars you know, and people said, oh, you're an idiot. You're crazy. Hey, I made money. I made the trade so I can make money. Okay? Now, so, so, with, so why is it changed on Bcash? Now, with Bcash, oh, it's okay. so changed because you're claiming that Bitcoin is decentralized, whether it's Bitcoin, you know, Core, Bitcoin Cash, Bitcoin SV. And now all of a sudden you implement this developer tax where you're going to steal people's coins. You're going to force the miners to give up a percentage of their Coinbase reward, the, the, the block reward to the, the, the developers, then you, 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 just, you just went against everything you just said about being a decentralized platform. And the, you know, Bitcoin is about being decentralized and censorship resistant and permissionless. So if you went in there and you just changed the code and you're forcing it down everybody, that's censorship. Well, they, I can't believe we're talking. We're only answering questions from the audience here, so that's why we're talking about Bcash, because you know I don't get depth into depth about B. But 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 with with the Bcashing, do you think that fork is actually going to happen? Do you, that that of that, course that, it's that, happen. Of okay. course it's going to happen. Okay. 
And so then it's you don't want to cut the and at that point you don't want to you don't want to have anything to do with it because it's it's split and that's that's it for you. No, 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 no. Okay, so eighty uh, percent of my money is in an index approach. Okay, so it's in an index approach, and then twenty percent I make short term trades with you know random points I like. And, wait, so, wait, wait, wait. and do you have a, a, a private stash at home? That's just for saving. You don't have savings anywhere. Do you have? You don't have any savings in in Bitcoin or anything. You don't. You don't have. Um, no. No, 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 all my wealth is in crypto. And but but you don't like. There's not like a little bit of the crypto that you like. I'm never touching this thing. This is my savings. Like everything. No, no, money. no money. Money doesn't. You okay. don't make money when it sits still. I've never seen any asset class where when it sits still you make money. It has to move. Okay, I understand you don't make money from it not moving. You don't have an insur any insurance. Though. I mean, you can use a stash as your insurance. Like if, if everything goes wrong in my life, if all these trades go bad, I've got this stash over here. That's my insurance. Oh, well, that, that, that's in U.S. dollars, man. That's in U.S. dollars. Okay, okay, you're, okay. this is the truth. He's speaking the truth. This yeah, is that, that, that's in U.S. dollars. I'm here to make U.S. dollars. I'm not here to stack Satoshis. I'm not here to stack Ethers. I'm not here to stack any crypto. I'm here to make as much U.S. dollars as I can. Okay. But, do you, but in the future, do you see a world that will value their wealth in Bitcoin? Or is it still going to be in U.S. It's dollars? Not happen. Hey. I mean that shit ain't gonna happen overnight, man. I mean I'm not stupid, but I see that you know, you know, you know, world banks and, and you know Fortune 500 keep, uh, companies are keeping reserves of, of Bitcoin. I'll convert my U.S. dollars into Bitcoin. If, it, if they hold reserves in in in, in uh, Ethereum, I'll convert it. That thing ain't gonna happen overnight. I mean, How, you know, like, we we we. we we started to see some firms uh, store some money in Bitcoin. Yeah, that, that trend will continue. That trend will continue. Yeah, that's what I wanted to ask you. When do you think it will, uh, and, and this is kind of putting you on the spot, when do you think it'll, the, the end of this decade, next decade, when do you see that really? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because as an individual for us, it matters for the companies because they're moving billions of dollars. For you and I, it's a million, two million, a hundred thousand, ten thousand, a thousand dollars. That That's so small. We're just a little minnow, man. Well, here's we, we got a lot of questions. I just want to get through these yeah. questions with people. So, uh, so one thing that, 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 that that's not when that time comes, man. When that time comes, we can easily convert it. Yeah. Like people say, value your wealth in bitcoins and stuff. You know, I it's all money, but I, I gotta pay my bills. Like the the this condo I'm in, all my uh, bills and stuff is paid in, in in right now. It's in Thai baht, so I gotta convert it to Thai baht. If I'm in Vietnam, it needs to be converted to Vietnamese dollar. If it's in the U.S., I need to convert it into U.S. dollars, right? And, but at any time, I can convert it back into Bitcoin. So it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter to me. You know, if well, silver becomes the the the, the 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 reserve currency of the world, I'll convert it to silver. I mean, I'm an individual, man. You know, even it doesn't matter if I'm a millionaire or not, man. My, my millions are fucking. You know, it, it's a tiny fraction. It's a tiny fraction. It's not like we gotta convert. You know, apples. Uh, you know, profits in Ireland from 200 billion into bitcoins. That's going to take several months, several years, right? For me and you, we can convert it with a click of a mouse. All right. Let, let me, I just want to go over what people, there's a super chat. Gregor Kovac sent 499. He said, no questions, just support for the channel, big dog. Well, thank you, Gregor, for your glorious support. Now we got another pound super, like we got pound another, like pound that like button, says uh, Ty. Bobby Boucher sent $1.99. Ty, how low does this dip go? I, I guess he's talking about Bitcoin. Uh, how, how low does it, the dip go? He wants to know. Nobody knows, man. If a trader tells you he knows how low it's going to go, he's full of crap, man. There's two <laughs> things that traders cannot know. There's no way a trader can know this. 
If any trader tells you they know this, they're full of BS, man. There's two things that a trader can never, ever answer. There are two questions, when and how much. When is it going to happen and how much am I going to make? No one can answer that. If any trader tells you that and they're all there doing you know, BS technical analysis every day, and just so you know, guys, no, man, you can tell how big a trader is by how much technical analysis he does. If he's managing a seven, eight, nine-figure portfolio, he's not doing that much technical analysis, man, because you can't get in and out of the market with a seven, eight, nine-figure portfolio. Maybe you're trading $10,000, $50,000, $100,000 maybe, but when you start stepping into the millions, you ain't jumping in and out of the markets every day or every week. There's no, there's not enough liquidity for you to do that. All right. I, I, I want to say that it's not just traders who can't predict when and how much. It's anyone. People ask me all the time, Nobody what will be the what will be the price at the end of the year? I'm like, dudes, long-term thinking. Don't if you're if you're like me and a buy and hold guy, you just gotta know in the future it's it's got a bright future. You can't get impatient. You, you know, knowing what it is next week isn't gonna do you any good. You're, you're, if you want to know what it's gonna be next week or, or the end of the year, it's you you probably want to trade it or something. And so let's give some actionable information here, actionable steps. If you're a non-trader, if you're a non-trader like Bitcoin Meister here, right, and you have no intentions to invest time or money to learn how to trade and you just want to profit from this crypto boom, right, just stick with Bitcoin and Ethereum. Just stick with the top two coins, right? And this is what I would do. Every paycheck, I would take out a fraction that I can afford. So if I can afford $100 every two weeks from my paycheck, I'm just going to take 50 bucks and buy Bitcoin, 50 bucks buy Ethereum. And I'm just going to do that every week, no matter what the price is. Okay. Why? Because there's no analysis, no thinking. And then I have a financial goal set. That's more important than if you know how to do technical analysis or know how to trade. If you have a financial goal, like, hey, you know what? My goal is to buy this house, right? If the market pops up, if, if, if I'm putting in $100 every two weeks in the crypto, and then the, for some ungodly reason, the market pops up 100x, and I have enough money to buy that house or to pay off that debt, or I don't recommend paying off debt, by the way, okay? I don't believe in throwing money after bad decisions, okay? Um, you need something that's going to change your life, like drastically change your life. Then take that money and do it. Don't wait for it to go up even higher. Like when we were taking profits, we were taking profits from like five, six, seven thousand, all the way up to twenty thousand, and then all the way back down to fifteen thousand to fulfill because we wanted to retire from our day jobs. We didn't care how high it goes. We're into this crypto guys to make money to change our life for the better. We're all not right. here to become the next Warren Buffett. If you have an opportunity and the market gives you an opportunity to quit your job or to buy that house that you've always wanted or to get that education that you've always wanted because no one else in your family has, right? Or to be able to do that for your kids or your family, go and do it. Do not, don't worry if Bitcoin's going to a million dollars or not. Live your life today, man. Life is short, man. I got three heart attacks already. I can die of a heart attack tomorrow. Who knows, man? You know? It's hard. So, that so, is hardcore there, man. You, you man, are hardcore. Man, whatever, like, we have a lot of students, man, that we, we produce, you know, several dozen millionaires in 2017 with our training. And, and, and by 2018, you know, half of them were no longer millionaires because they didn't do what they were supposed to do. <laughs> Dude, you know? people, people don't have conviction. People don't have long-term thinking or plans. I'm glad to give people a plan. I mean, that's, 
uh, people just can't be flowing out there. Now, people people need uh, a, a structured life. A lot of people do not have a structured life. Now, I, I want to say there's a question out there, and I lost where the question is, but I know the gist of it. I was going to ask you about it anyway. Someone's asking asking about what, what's your what do you think about Ethereum pumping, and what what's your take on DeFi? Um, okay, so I'm going to write a detailed article because we've been getting a lot of questions about that this DeFi boom right here, right? And there's one thing that that I'll write more about it in the article because I don't want to like you know uh, uh, half-ass it and then you don't get the complete information and then make the wrong judgments about what I say, you know. And then I'll link to this video or I'll mention it on my Twitter at uh, HeyTaiZen whenever I post the, the the blog post in the next day or two. But there's like three different ways that 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 we can invest into this DeFi boom, okay? And and uh, um, I only recommend the lowest risk way that I'll talk about in the blog post. I'm, I'm writing it right now. You know, I stopped writing it to, to, to jump on this video with you, but I'll get back to it after this video is done. But here's what we don't want to do. And, you, and, and Ty, you'll tweet it out because I've linked to Ty Zen's yeah. Twitter below. So please, yeah, please. I'll tweet it out. Yeah, okay, good. Yeah, okay. yeah it, 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 it's going to be, you know, have a Thai food team, uh, you know, plan to invest in the, in the, in, in the, uh, the, 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 the DeFi boom. Okay, very simple, right? Before I say what we're going to, I'll say what we're going to do in the article, but I'm, let me tell your audience what not to do so they don't lose their ass. Okay. First of all, guys, we are so early in this boom, this is a crypto boom, guys, that don't do anything stupid and risky that you're going to lose everything. If you just, the number one reason that we have seen that people lose money is they lose their tokens. It's not because they made a bad trade. It's not because the market crashed 90%. It's because they lose their tokens. You got to protect them. If you just protect your tokens and you hold on to them with dear life, the market is going to go up and take you with it. You just got to be patient. You got to have long-term thinking. This, this is not going to happen overnight. Okay? So the thing that we don't want to see anyone do, okay, is lock your money up in a stupid, unaudited a, a, a smart contract on, on the Ethereum network, on, on these DeFi projects. The, you, you, you're giving them money and they're locking it up on the blockchain in, in, in a piece of software. To just so we're going to speak in simple terms here. When, when you send it to the DeFi, any of those DeFi projects, when they say they lock up your money, right, and you earn an interest rate on it, what they're doing is they put it on a smart contract, which is a piece of software that has not been audited. Even the ones that have been audited, they are not proven. This is the technology is so new that no one knows. No one knows when it can be hacked at any time. Just because it doesn't get hacked today, this year, or next year, some of these hackers they see the bug or the flaw in the software and they wait for it to fill up. They're not going to hack it when it's only got 50 million. They're not going to hack it when it's only got 100 million. They're not going to hack it when it's got 500 million. They're going for the mother load. Okay, so they're going to wait until it gets bigger, and then when they hack that that damn smart contract, everybody's going to be crying. How do we know this? Because it's already happened to our team. We did. We put money into a smart contract, a piece of software called the DAO, okay? The DAO. That was the first one. And everybody lost their ass on it. That's why we got Ethereum and Ethereum Classic now. It was so bad. The loss was so bad. It was in the millions of dollars, right, that they had to hard fork. Even though they said that Ethereum was immutable, it can never reverse it a transaction or, or a hard fork they had to do it to protect their ass so they don't get sued okay so don't 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 think that it can't be done okay 
So I would not put any money into those, lock it up into any of those smart contracts that they claim is DeFi. In the article, I will talk about how to benefit from it, how to profit from it. But I'm writing it right now with illustrations and examples and stuff. So. All right. And I just want to get a, a quick take from you. DeFi is not really decentralized, is it? I mean, um, I mean, you just said it, it, it's, no, it's, no, a smart no, no, it's a smart contract that can be had. Yes, yes and no. The answer is yes and no. The ones where you just send into a smart contract and let the smart contract do its job, that, that is decentralized because there's no humans touching it. Because once they code it, that's it. There's no going back to change it. But now the ones where the, 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 the company is holding the money or something, then yes, it's not decentralized. But here's the thing that you I'm glad you brought that up about decentralization. Maybe we should do a different show on this. I think that it's a mistake to go after decentralization, even with Bitcoin. Let me just say this real quick, okay? I think it's a mistake that the community keeps going after decentralization. Decentral it's not decentralization that we want. Nobody gives a shit about decentralization. The benefit is not in decentralization. The benefit is in what the decentralization does, which is it's censorship resistant. It's permissionless. It's unconfiscatable. These are the characteristics we want in the network. Decentralization is just one mechanism to allow these other characteristics to happen. And I think that sometimes people forget that. They, they, they forget. Again, well, they forget, guys, they, they forget well, it because they, they built this whole DeFi. The, the whole DeFi selling point is that it's decentralized. I mean, that, yeah, but, but I want you guys to remember this. Your viewers should remember this. We're not, the decentralization is not what's important. The decentralization here is a tool that allows a censorship resistant network, a permission. Censorship resistant means no one can stop you from making the transaction. If you want to send it to your friend from the US to Iran, you can do it. You want to send it to Cuba, you can do it, even though they're on the US sanction list, right? If you want to send it to your college buddy that lives in Iran or, or Cuba or Iraq, you can do it. Permissionless means, hey, you don't need no one's permission to use the network. You don't need it. You don't need to go. You, you don't have to go ask anyone. Hey, man, like like INX, the guys that are, are helping out with the INX, not 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 the INX token people themselves, not Alan Silver and them, but the other place, uh, Token Soft or whatever the other places. They're saying that INX is decentralized, it's censorship resistant, and it's permissionless and everything. That's a bunch of garbage because they need your KYC and AML. They need you have to give them your identity and who you are, where you live, how much money you make, and everything. And once they approve and give you the thumbs up, then you can buy their token and transfer their tokens around, right? That's not permissionless. You gotta get their permission. Well, let's let's actually you've actually brought up a good, about permissionless. We got a question from the audience here about something uh, that you need permission to use. Do you think PayPal will be like Square? and offer their 325 million customers a chance to buy Bitcoin. How will this affect the price of Bitcoin? Well, I, I think they are on the road. Of, I mean, it's been mentioned that they probably will do that. Yeah, they, they'll allow that. I mean, they're a payment service. So if pay, Bitcoin becomes the next thing, a payment, you know, uh, it gets used as a payment, then, I mean, why wouldn't they do it? I mean, yeah, but will, it, yeah. will they allow, will PayPal be like, yeah, okay, they will do that. But and what, will, will, will that pump the price of Bitcoin? I mean, for me personally, yeah, I mean, more people will have access to it. I'm sure it'll, it'll help the price of Bitcoin. I think it's it's bigger when some of these corporations turn uh, their savings into uh, into Bitcoin. 
That's that's a more interesting whenever. Point, but, I mean, we'll see. I mean, they're, 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 we, both, we they're both positive. Our, our, our thesis, huh? thesis, okay, is that is that more companies will hold reserves. Like they have yes. extra cash. They have extra cash, right? Like I forget what the name of that one company is that this. Uh, MicroStrategy. Uh, MicroStrategy. Is it MicroStrategy? Yeah, MicroStrategy. So they got like, uh, I think it was like um, um, 500 million. Uh, I forget what the number was. Uh, they I bought 21,000 Bitcoin. They bought 21,000. They, they had like 500,000, uh, um, um, 500 million in reserves, in cash reserves, and they converted 250 million of it to Bitcoin. Yeah, because they feel that over the long term, that was going to increase in value much more than the U.S. dollars would. So we believe that more companies will start doing that. Yeah, and so, so if, and, you, if you're right now, you're listening to this, and you have a company where you have cash reserves, like you have, you know, runway for five, ten years, right? And you say, you know what, I'm going to take five years of that runway. We're doing good. We're growing as a company. We're getting more profits each year. Let me take five years of runway and convert it to Bitcoin. And when you do that, you don't have a choice. You have to convert it to Bitcoin. You can't put it in some other altcoin because there's not enough liquidity. You don't have a choice. So, 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 so whenever that, 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 that like micro strategy, that company that converted to uh, 250,000 US dollars, 250 million US dollars into Bitcoin, and they say that they're not doing it with any other coins, they fail to disclose this to, to the public that the other coins don't have enough liquidity to absorb that much money. They, but they don't have to disclose. I mean, that's that's not their. They don't have to tell. I mean, people should know no, that no, on their no, own. No one's going to buy the other. No, the other coins are It doesn't benefit them to say that. It doesn't benefit them. So they're not going to say that. There's no they, law that they have to say that. I, I think. I think the bigger the question. Going back to this person who who sent that, Kuang Nian. That thank you for the four ninety nine. By the way, in that question. So do you think? Kuang Nian from Port Arthur, where I grew up, in the ghetto that I grew up. Do you think? Uh, the, the bigger question is: Do you, do you think it'll be, have a bigger impact uh, than retail? What, what you just said will that that have a bigger impact on the Bitcoin price than just all Absolutely. these? Okay, that's what I thought. You Absolutely, like all the subscribers on your channel, all the subscribers on my channel, Tone Base channel, Ivan on Tech, all of these crypto YouTubers channels, man, all of us combined ain't gonna buy no two hundred fifty million dollars. <laughs> well, what, what 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 this person I, again? I'm sorry, I can't pronounce Miss. Kong Nian. Uh, Kong Win. Kong Win. Kong Win. Yeah. Yeah. He's actually from the hood that I used to grow up in. This person thinks. But he's uh, on the hood side of town. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll, you know, when when the 325 million people on PayPal can easily buy Bitcoin, very few of them are actually going to do it. So I mean, it'll it'll just it'll be a trickle. Some will do it though, and that'll be that'll be good. That'll be good because I want individual. I want individuals to get in on this. Here's my philosophy, though. I'm going to say this, and you're not going to be happy about this. You and the other uh, Bitcoin maximalists are not going to be happy about this, okay? And I already see evidence of it, okay? So when the Bitcoin boom, the crypto boom happens, right, Bitcoin runs up to $20,000, $50,000, right? I want you to picture the, the, the new person that comes onto crypto. And they log into, especially from the Western countries, they log into like a, an exchange like Coinbase. It's got a good reputation, so they go open an account at Coinbase, right? And they look down the list, and they see Bitcoin's twenty thousand dollars. Yeah. They see Ripple's twenty cents. They see Chainlink, and they see all Ethereum. They see all these other coins that's like sub one dollar coins. Yeah, it's what do you think they're gonna buy? 
I know what the, it's, it's unit bias, Ty. I talk about it. Of course, they're going to buy the altcoins. They're going to buy. But that's. I mean, that's that's just one retail. I get it. the, the retail will be retail. Retail will be dwarfed. Retail like you and I know that hey, we can buy a quarter of a Bitcoin or a fraction of a Bitcoin. Most people don't know that. No, no, most people don't know that. I got another. The YouTubers don't even know that. Yeah, I I agree. We, we we got a really good question here that this guy's got yeah. here. Max X says for both of us, uh, the SEC went after Ether Delta devs. Do you think they will go after Uniswap and other DeFi devs? So Uniswap question there for you. The, the, that's going to be difficult. That that's going to be difficult to do. And I'm not a licensed attorney, okay? And I don't even pretend to be one online, okay? But when I think that on Ether Delta, I think that you have to ask him to list it. I haven't used Ether Delta because there wasn't enough volume on there for me to even mess with it, right? Well, well, but it's going to be hard because on on the Uniswap, look, 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 guys, look. Look, you guys got to understand something here, okay? We are traders, investors, and crypto enthusiasts, okay? We are not law enforcement. Adam is not a cop. I'm not a cop. I've never been trained to be a cop. Neither has Adam. We're not lawyers. We're not trained for none of this stuff, okay? People are always making judgments about what coin or what thing is legal or not legal, Unless you've had lawyers on your team, unless you've dealt with the you know U.S. justice system, you know, and the court systems, and have experience in that, I would leave that up to the law enforcement people. I would leave that up to the law, the cops. Hey guys, listen guys, the SEC is not stupid, okay? They have lots of cops there, and lots of people at FINRA, lots of people at the CFTC, lots of people at FinCEN. These guys are trying to make a name for themselves. These guys out there. All they do every day is they're scanning the internet to see what the next scam is so they can bust them, so they can make a name for themselves and get promoted, and then go into private practice and be able to claim that, hey, we busted these guys for a $100 million scam or fraud or whatever, okay? These guys, that's all they do every day. Don't think that they're sitting there not doing anything. So when you guys are sitting there worried about, is this coin uh, a scam or this coin a violation of the law or whatever, you know, you don't have to do that. Worry about your money. Worry about your tokens. Worry about putting it in a hardware wallet. Worry about protecting it. Make sure that you, you only mess with coins that's on a recognized major exchange, has hardware wallet support, and you practice each week. You practice sending a fraction back and forth, back and forth, even if it's between your Exodus desktop wallet or back and forth, you know, just so that you have experience so you don't forget how it's done. Because what happens is when you gold and hold and hold with a strong hand, three months later, the hardware wallet's firmware might have updated. The software might have updated. These are just... Things that you don't think causes problems, but people lose tokens because of this. Uh, That's I, really important. You just you just had a good segue into what we were talking about before, but didn't get to finish. Uh, your thoughts on the the hex situation? The hex is a total scam. Whoa! whoa. So you said it's a total scam. It's a total scam. Strong. It's language. a total scam. Complete. And keep in mind, guys. I've been in crypto. We started the first Bitcoin and cryptocurrency trading investing channel on the internet that I know of. Okay, and I've only made one video calling Hex a scam. You might as well consider this one the second one. Okay, and I don't say that lightly about any coins because I don't want to get in trouble for it. Okay, right? So here's the thing. I'm going to give you some – I want the audience to know the difference between a legal perspective and a personal opinion. 
Okay, let me start with the personal opinion first. So I give you my personal opinion, uh, Richard Hart win, right? Um, okay, in, in, in America, guys, if, if English is not your primary language and you don't live in America, um, you know, most guys that grow up with the name Richard, it's commonly, we commonly call him Dick in America. Okay, that's very common. So I'm not being derogatory, but I am. Okay, I'm calling him Dick on purpose because it's a legal name in America, okay? So Dick Hart, which is Richard Hart, okay? He is, uh, and I can say that on the PG-13 too, because that is a name in America for guys that are named Richard. So don't ever name your kid Richard if you don't want him to go through hell in America, okay? Because that's the worst name you can have if you're a guy, okay? So Dick Hart here, right? From a personal perspective, this is not a legal perspective, from a personal perspective, He's a piece of garbage. How do I know? I have a background in being in federal prison at seven different federal prisons in multiple county jails, right? For, and at each federal prison I was at, we had almost 2,000 prisoners in there because it's always overcrowded, right? And the scumbags like him, if you bring Dick Hart into any federal prison or any state prison in America and don't even open his mouth and you ask all the prisoners, is this guy a crook or not, they're going to say yes. Okay. Now there's two types of crooks in prison. There's two types of prisoners. Okay. The ones that had to scrape by and they broke the law because they had to scrape by. They were so poor, they'll do anything to scrape by. So they sell a few grams of drugs here and there, petty theft here and there. Okay. But they're not real criminals. As soon as those people get a job, you never see them back in prison. Okay, they just grew up in a poor neighborhood. They didn't know how to make money. They didn't even know how to get a job. But once you give them a job, you'll never see them back in prison. Okay, that's the majority of the people in prison. The majority of the people in federal prison are there for drugs. The, over 90% of them. The statistics will tell you like it's only like 60% or something, but it's not true. It's over 90%, okay, that are in there for drugs. If you just give most of those people a job, you won't see them in prison. Okay. But there's a small minority of people in prison. They're real criminals. They are real criminals. These are the people that will slice your throat in a heartbeat, right, just to steal $100 out of your pocket. Those are real criminals. And if you go into prison and you ask the other prisoners, they know which ones are which. Okay? I put, you know, Dick Hart in that category of minorities. That is just a real criminal. He's a real crook. Okay? And that's just my personal opinion. Okay, now let's look at the facts. The facts are that when he built Hex, right, he was, he was he claimed he was a Bitcoin maximalist. He claimed that all the altcoins were shit coins and they were useless, they were scammy and everything. Even in 2018, behind the scenes, he said he's been working on Hex for two years. That would put him in a timeline of where he, in 2000, late 2017, in early 2018, he was already working on Hex. Because you don't just come out and just make a, 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 a software like that, okay? All the crypto is software, and we hire software engineers all the time. You just don't go out and wake up. You and I wake up one day, hey, we're going to make a new magic, you know, Adam Meister coin, and we just go and just make the coin. we got to hire engineers. we got to hire people to build it, right? That takes time. So that means that if he's, if he's true that he's been working on it for two years on hacks, that means that he was a Bitcoin maximus. He claimed he was a Bitcoin maximus while he's working on Hex in the background. Another piece of garbage hypocrite. So I'm just using the facts that he's presenting. 
He's on there with his stupid ass candles, you know, right? Trying to look cool and everything and trying to look, you know, uh, 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 uppity and shit. Dude's a straight scammer, man. If that dude went to prison, man, all the prisoners would know that he's a scammer in 30 seconds. There's not one guy in prison that wouldn't know he's a scammer. Let's get to the issue. So why is Hex a scam in your in Okay, your now we look at the legal perspective, the legal. What I just shared with you, personal, and you can agree or disagree. Now we're going to go into the legal, okay? Now we had we hire a, a senior uh, 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 SEC attorney, a former senior SEC attorney for 12 years at the SEC to review all our training programs, all our training courses and everything, okay? And he taught us one thing, okay, about the Howey test. He goes, when you offer an investment, you have to register with the government, with law enforcement. You cannot just go out there and offer an investment to the public in American under American law. Richard Hart is an American resident. He's an American citizen. He has to abide by U.S. laws, financial law, whether he likes it or not, and whether you like it or not, whether you believe it or not, he still has to abide by those laws because he lives in the country. He's under the jurisdiction of the U.S. financial system, right? In the Howey test, it's four questions. The first question is to determine if that is a security or not, right? We To determine if what you're offering people is an investment contract and a security is one form of an investment contract, okay? You have to answer yes to all these four questions. So the first question is, did you give Richard Hart money? The question is yes. So if you send an Ethereum to him, right, you gave him money, right? Now, people say, hey, if you have a Bitcoin address like you do, you have Bitcoins, right? You can just uh, 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 receive the fork, the, the, the airdrop of his hex, okay? Well, for you, it's not the question. The answer there would be no. But if, 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 if somebody out there that was ignorant about the law and ignorant that you didn't know that he was a scammer, and they give send him the money, then the answer is yes. And a lot of people send him money because we know he received several million dollars at that Ethereum address that he posted on his website. So there's evidence that people sent him money. So the law is going to look, the law enforcement people are going to look at that and say he did receive some money, but that's not enough to make it, you know, a violation of U.S. laws because we got three more questions to ask. The second one is, did the people that was there an expectation of profits? Okay. Now, if you go, if you if you didn't send him any money and you go and withdraw the bitcoins from the airdrop, the, the hex coins from the airdrop because you own a bitcoin address, right? Did you do that because there was an expectation of profits, or did you do it out of the kindness of your heart? No, you did it with the expectation of profits. That's the key right there. Was there an expectation of profits? And then the people that sent him to the Ethereum. You ask them, did you expect to get a profit from sending the Ethereum to this uh, uh, Ethereum address owned by uh, uh, Richard Hart? The answer is yes. Nobody's going to say no to that. Well, well, the other thing is, I mean, on the site, it was there was wordage that was shocking. Uh, yeah. Pr promising. Uh, I mean, I, 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 I don't. It, it, it seemed like he was promising profits. Was it wasn't. I mean, exactly. You can't do that in America. And I'll get to that, but we little, that, there's more clues. But I'm just going to go with the basic one that the law is going to uh, that, our, uh, that our, our our senior SEC attorney advises on. Okay, he said, "Is there an expectation of profits?" The answer is yes. Can anyone say no to that? Can you think of an incident, a case where someone would send them Ethereum and not expect a profit out of the transaction? Can you? Can you? Can, can your viewers? Can any of you guys watching this round? No one's going to send them a, an Ethereum out of the goodness of their heart. No, of course not. No. Okay. 
Okay, so that's we're gonna agree that this is yes. But what right? he's gonna say is that it's not really his Ethereum address. That's what. Oh, he's okay, saying. okay, okay, okay. We'll get to that in a minute. We'll get to that. Let's just answer these four questions first. The the next question is this, right? Right? Is it going towards a common enterprise? Meaning that is that is that money that everybody's pulling in that's sending to him? Is it for a common project? So let's say that if I give you some money, right? If I give you some money to invest for me. The answer would be no, because it's only one to one person. It's only one person. But when there's multiple people, there's a large number of people, it's all the money is pooled. It's going into a pool, right? So when it's a common enterprise or a common project, right? If you and I, excuse me, if you and I just build a solar field out here and we get electricity from it and we sell electricity back to the city, that's not a common enterprise. It's only just me and you. We can just be business partners. So it's not the answer to that would be no. But in this hex project, we're sending money into a common enterprise called the hex project. We're sending it into a common project called hex, right? So, would you agree? Yes. Yeah, you're sending it to a common project. Yes. It, 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 yeah, is the money going towards a common enterprise or project? Yeah, yeah for the no. hex. The hex project. It's going to the hex project. Yeah. So the answer is yes. Okay. So the last question, okay, this this is the this is the big one right here. Because this question, if it's yes to this question, then he's running a scam. If the, the answer to this question is no, then we cannot call him a scammer. Even if I dislike him, I'm not gonna call him a scammer. Okay. This question here is right, is the efforts, the efforts of that project, is it out of your it's not you, it's somebody else doing it. In other words, if all the people that sent him the money, they're all pitching in to help him, okay? Every one of them, then the answer is no. But if everyone is pitching in and they're just sitting back waiting for him to do the work, then the answer is yes. So when you when the people sent him the Ethereum, are they helping him code? Are they helping him review the, 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 the software to make sure there's no bugs in it? Are they doing anything to contribute to the success of that project? The answer is no. So this the answer is, is no, right? Yeah, so uh, are, are the man, uh, the efforts outside of your, you know, it's outside of your control, right? And the answer is yes. It's, I'm not, I'm, you know, the people that's sending him the ethers, I'm not stupid enough to send him the ethers, but the ones that are, and they're sending him the ethers, it's outside, it's not their efforts. It's Dick Hart's efforts that's gonna uh, make this project uh, uh, grow or not. So because of that, that if the answer is yes to all these four questions called the, this, these four questions is called the Howie test. And you guys can go and search for it, right? The Howie test. If the answer is yes to all these four questions, then that project is considered an investment and you have to register with the US uh, uh, government agencies before you're allowed to offer to the public okay so i mean his big mistake was sell was selling it basically yeah if it was but just if it was just okay wait, wait i do have a question if it was just an airdrop you wouldn't call it a scam it can still be a scam but i wouldn't call it a scam okay it can okay. still be constituted a violation of u.s law just because it's a free coin does not, and I thought that too until our SEC attorney said no, because he cited several cases where 
American companies were giving out free stocks to their company and they were in violation of the same law. And I asked him, I said, but, but they're free. They didn't take any money. He goes, no, because you're generating value with it and now it becomes money. So he, he, our lawyer ties a huge lesson. Just because it's free does not mean it's not a violation of the law. Okay, so in that case, if he just did the airdropping uh, only, right, I would not open my mouth and say that, that he's a scammer or that Hex Project is a scam. But because he accepted money, then that's it. Now that, that's a, you know, it, it meets the requirements of all those four questions. And when you got idiots, dumbasses like Peter McCormack and those other idiots that call him uh, a scammer, they're calling him a scammer based on their personal opinion. They're not citing law. They're not, he has to violate a law for it to be a scammer. You can't call someone a scam or a scammer unless they violate the law or they broke their promise to the people they're dealing with. So, so far, you know, he said, hey, I'm going to do this for the, 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 the software, you know, the hex software, and apparently it's doing it. So you can't call him a scammer because of that. You got to call him a scammer because he violated U.S. financial laws. So that's why when you got idiots that don't know anything about crypto or the law, like Peter McCormack and getting on there and telling him, oh, you're a scammer, you're a scammer, you're a scammer. The reason why he won't debate me, because I'll call him out on that. I'm not, I don't care about the technicals of how Hex works or the, 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 the technology or how the contracts work or how the staking works or how the interest payments work. I don't give a shit about that. Did you violate the law when you offered investment to the public? Did you register or not register? You didn't. Okay. And then now you want to go back to your point about Bataille. He said that he don't know who owns the, the Ethereum address. Let me ask you guys something. If the if the police come over to your the drug in uh, the, the the drug enforcement agency, the DEA, which is the, the the police that's in charge of busting people for drugs in America, if they come into your room right now and you have a kilo of cocaine in your room, and you said, "Man, I didn't know that this was under the bed." Do you think they're going to believe that? No. Do you think that they're going to let you off free? Well, let me tell you something. I've never seen an instance. I have several friends that are still in prison. They're from uh, uh, Buena Ventura, which is a, a, a fishing city out of um, the country of Colombia. And these are poor fishermen, man. And it's, it's ungodly evil how the U.S. government is treating these prisoners, man. These guys are poor fishermen. They were hired to go work on a fishing boat, and they fished on there for two, three months. They never saw any drugs. They never saw anything. These are just poor fishermen, right? And what happens is the drug cartels would have their cartel members in prison for life in America. So to get a reduced sentence, they say, hey, I'll, I'll snitch out. You know, I'll give you some, some tips on these big loads that are coming through from Colombia. So what they do is they have their family members or their cartel members load up these boats, these fishing boats, with like 5, 10, 15 tons of bogus cocaine. Bogus drugs. And it's not that it's not cocaine, but it's the weakest absolute garbage cocaine. They'll stuff with like five, five tons inside the, the, the fuel tanks in these fishing boats. Now, I know that this can be done because I used to build fishing boats before I went to prison. That's what I did for a living. I worked at the shipyards and we built uh, fishing boats, right? It's very easy for me to put five tons of contraband on your boat and then hire you as a fisherman working, and you would never know the five tons of drugs are inside the boat. And so what happens is they would put these guys, these Colombian guys from Buena Ventura onto these boats and they would be out there and all of a sudden three months they get stopped by a U.S. Navy. 
and arrest them and take them to America and they quickly burn the boat so there's no evidence. Okay? And then they put these guys in prison for 20, 30, 40 years for 5, 10 tons of cocaine that they don't even know about. Those guys do not know about the cocaine in the boat. Trust me. Okay? They do not know about it. This is a big deal because in the city of Buena Ventura, right, it's happened to so many fishermen, right, and the, 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 the people, the leaders of the city, they're starting to say, like, okay, these guys are such big joint dealers. How come their families are so poor? Their parents don't even have sandals to wear. Okay? So because of that, right, all I'm saying is that claiming that you don't know who owns that Ethereum address is a bunch of BS. You think that the courts or the law enforcement agencies are going to fall for that? You really think that you're gonna that they're gonna fall for that? Come on, guys. That's a lot of people don't understand how the law works, man. In the U.S., man, when you come in there, they don't give a damn what you say, man. If they look at it, and here's the evidence. Here's it. You're going to prison. There's no ands, ifs, or buts. That's like when 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 all these people are talking about free Ross and everything. Ross Ulbricht, you know, the, the guy that started the Silk Road. He, he's got two life sentences. For, for building a platform for people to sell illegal contraband, illegal drugs. You can say whatever you want about, oh, you know, he shouldn't have that two life sentences, he shouldn't do this and all that, right? He did not get the two life sentences because of that website. He got a lot of time for that website, but the two things that enhanced his sentence, okay, that enhanced his sentence into a two life sentences, one was they charged him with a CCE. CCE stands for career, I mean, continuing criminal enterprise. Continuing criminal enterprise. They made that law so they can go after the mafia and the drug cartels, the terrorist groups, anybody that runs a criminal. Like if you go and just rob a bank and then you quit, they punish you for that and that's it. But if you purposely bring drugs or, or you do something and you do it as a business, they want to slam you and hope you never come out of prison again. So if he just built a website, right, and sold drugs one time, and it was just him alone, it wouldn't be a big deal. But he had thousands of people around the world operating on it, on that platform. So they charged him, they enhanced his sentence with the CCE, which is Continuing Criminal Enterprise. And that's how he got the life sentences. The other thing, the second thing that enhanced his sentence to get a, a, a double life sentence, was that he sent like over $800,000 worth of Bitcoins to get like, I think like four or six people killed. Like he paid for it already. You cannot go online and pay somebody to go kill somebody else and think you're gonna get away with that. And a lot of people say, oh, he didn't get charged for that. You're right, he didn't get charged for it because they already put him in two life sentences for the drugs already. They don't need to go out and waste more money to, to, to go after the murder charges. Right, and you might, and a lot of people say, "Well, he didn't kill nobody. It was just an undercover cop that he was dealing with." It doesn't matter. In America, if an undercover cop comes and talks to you, and he makes a deal to buy a ton of cocaine from you, even if the cocaine was never delivered, and he sent you the money and you received it, right? That means the transaction is done. You're gonna get the time for that one ton of cocaine, even if it never shows up, even if the cops never get it. That's how the laws work in America. Do I like that or not? Right? It doesn't matter. That's the law in America, and that's how they prosecute people in America. So we can't sit there and say that we're against it or we don't like it. 
if, if you don't like it, then don't do it. I, I do have a question about since you brought up Ross. Do you think he should be let out of jail? Just personally, per, on a personal level? Do you do, do you think uh, you know everything Listen, that you just said? Everything that you just said. Believe, you you explain why he's in jail. I don't believe anybody should be locked up in prison for life for a victimless crime. Like, if he didn't kill somebody, right? But if if I believe that if the law, if you're living in that piece of land, if you live in this piece of land right here, and they say that you know this is legal, and then you live in this piece of land over here, and it says this is illegal, then that's up to you. Pick which land you want to live in. You can't live in a land that way it says that's illegal. Like if you want to carry a gun and it's legal, then come to Texas. Right? Get your permit. You can carry a gun. It's legal. But if you go to a state like, you know, maybe like California or New York where they say, hey, they don't want people carrying guns or, you know, there, there's laws against that. Well, then if you carry it, then you're in violation of the law. Right? I have friends that went to prison for 10, 20, 50 years for marijuana. And now marijuana is legal in America. In the same country. Yeah, it's uh, so, so. So it's not. It's not up to me, guys. It's not. I'm not the one making the law. I'm not the one enforcing the law. So don't jump on my ass when I'm just telling you what the law is in America. All right, let's uh, let's wrap it up here because we went beyond Bitcoin. We had other. There were other questions. I, I could only see the super chat ones. I think we I, we covered so much today, Ty. So. Uh, thank you for for taking time, a lot of time today, to be on the show. And you you got in, you, you covered beyond Bitcoin topics and Bitcoin topics and trading and all. We we heard it all. So everybody, if you just joined the show, review it, spread the word. It, it was an interesting one. You you could play it at two x. Do you have any conclusionary remarks, Tyson? Anything you wanted to share with the audience? Is anything on your mind? Follow. He's linked to below. Pound that like button. Follow him on Twitter. Listen, look. This boom is, is going to be huge. We're still early in the crypto market. It's only 375 billion market cap. Last time I checked, you know, the market cap of Apple stocks is two trillion. We are so early, guys. We're so early. Protect your coins. Do not touch any coins that do not have a hardware wallet support. If you're not a trader, you're not a security expert, only mess with the coins that have a hardware wallet support. Okay, only mess with that and only mess with the coins that have a major exchange listing. If you go to our website at cryptocurrency.market, www.cryptocurrency.market slash FAQ, we have a list of all the exchanges that we have ran at least a million dollars through. None of those exchanges paid us to list their names there, right? We've used it and our team has ran at minimum a million dollars through that exchange or that wallet before we, it goes on that list. So we, we are confident that it's fairly safe, okay? Do not keep your coins on the exchange. A lot of you guys that live outside of America that's listening to this channel, you guys think that, oh, Coinbase is a big exchange. Binance is a big exchange. They never, like, they, they have, outside the U.S., Adam, just so you know, they have this concept that if it's a big company, it can't fail. <laughs> so, uh, you're laughing, but I'm telling you, that's what they believe. I didn't realize that until I left the U.S., They have this belief that, oh, Binance is a big company. It's unfortunate they have that belief. Are you kidding? Every exchange that we have used has been hacked in our business since 2012, with the exception of Coinbase, I think. They haven't been hacked yet. They have, but they're still in business. All the ones got hacked and went out of business. Either they get hacked by computer hackers or they get hacked by law enforcement. 
and they're out of business, like BTCE. Oh, yeah. Okay, so if you guys just – guys, don't try to do all this fancy footwork, guys. If you want to profit from the crypto market, use a hard – only mess with coins on a hardware wallet. Only touch coins that have a major exchange listing. If you are a Western resident, if you're in Europe or in if you're in the U.S. or something, if they don't allow you to trade on Binance, don't try to use a VPN, do all this other stupid nonsense to get around the law and, and, and go and use their, 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 their website because you have no protection. If you get hacked or something, you can't even sue them. If you get, they have no responsibility to you because they told you you can't use it. And the coins that's on that exchange, why would you want to touch it for? If you had to sell it, you can't sell it in the U.S., right? So that, don't take that risk, guys. Just whatever coin that's in America, you stick with that. Whatever coins are available to you in Australia and Canada and Europe, just stick with that. You don't have to go outside. And whatever you do, do not touch any coins that are not on an exchange listing. If it's not on an exchange, guys, just think about that. If that coin does not have the ability to get on an exchange, that means that they have no connections, they have no talent, they have no money, they have no influence to get on an exchange. Why would you want to touch that for when there's 6,000 other coins out there, when there's 100 coins on the exchange already that have exchange listing and hardware wallet? Why would you do that? Why would you take that risk for it? They're gamblers. So many you know? gamblers. So many gamblers. Right. <coughs> and so Ty, you really you're on, the tip, you're, you're on the tip of the spear when it comes to gambling. I mean, you got to admit that. You know, with me, I'm telling people to buy and hold. I'm not going to encounter as many gamblers as a guy that's teaching trading. I mean, it's just. Yeah. Uh, it's and here's just, the thing, guys. If you lose money, it's not a scam. It's because you don't know what you're doing. <laughs> Ouch. Yeah, just because you, you lost money doesn't mean that's a scam. It just means that you don't know what the hell you're doing. Per personal responsibility is the new counterculture. And uh, that is actually, that is a great, I think it's a great way to wrap it up because uh, Tizen, it definitely, uh, he knows personal responsibility. Definitely has learned it the hard way too. Uh, and so I'm, I'm glad you're, you're spreading the word to the people. You do your thing over there. There's so many people doing so many different things in this space. And uh, you know, people make your own decisions. You, you, you could be a trader. I can't stop you from being a trader. Uh, but I tell you what I do, just the strong hand. And Ty tells yeah. you what he does. And uh, Ty's all... all always energetic and love to have you on this week in Bitcoin show. And it's been great having you on this show. Okay. You're about to say something else. Hey, I, I got to ask you something. This is about you, Adam. You know, what, what yeah. do you do nowadays, man? Since you got all this free time, what do you, what do you do nowadays? I just run. I do a show every single day. That's I all. know, but outside, outside the show, like, you know, you're golfing, you're walking on the beach, running, running, running every day, the health, the fasting, the researching, the reading, uh, and, uh, the travel, but the travel uh, has been kind of cut down a little bit lately. But no, I mean, no, nothing, nothing too out of the ordinary. I mean, I don't have any crazy. Uh, I mean, the the, the running takes up the working out. It all takes time. No, the, the, I, the, I love the, eating. I, I love you know. I only eat once a day, one meal a day, one one meal a day. So I love the, cooking. The, I love cooking. Adam, because yeah. one one thing I noticed, man, that you know, crypto. You know, has given a lot of us freedom. You know, you, myself, our team, many other people, freedom, financial freedom, where we don't have to go work a nine to five job every day. And one thing that I've learned, man, is that you know, there's a lot of things that we dreamed about. You know, having a 
fancy lifestyle and, and all these, you know, big doodads and material wealth, you know. And what I've learned, man, is that, you know, having this financial freedom just gives me more time just to do the little things. Like, you know, I, I've always wanted to, like, practice martial arts and learn martial arts when I was young, but I was too poor and working all the time to learn it, you know. So just being able to just go and hit the bag for 30 minutes, you know, or just go work out, you know, and, and be able to do it. Like without rushing, like when I used to work on Wall Street, you know, man, it was like a rush. Like everything was a rush. Eat breakfast, it was a rush. Eat lunch, it was a rush. Rushing to get back to work, rushing to do this, rushing to do that. Everything was a rush, man. And, and, and you know, you know, the most luxurious thing that I can do today is, man, is not have to freaking rush to go do everything. Yeah, I, I, this is this is. I, I, the, 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 it's it's like words can't explain how yeah. valuable it is, you know. I, I think that's why you asked me the question and that, that's the, I gave you that answer. Like it's the freedom, the freedom with your time that you have, that you don't have to report to anyone and you can do things at, at a, a pretty leisurely pace. And it isn't about acquiring like all these cars and stuff. As a kid, you think getting, getting wealthy is, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to get this uh, Lamborghini. I'm going to get this, that, and the other. Just having control over your time and being able to do simple things like reading. I just started reading fiction books again. It's uh, you know, able to explore who you really are, and yeah. it, you have to actually live it to understand it. I can't really put it all in the words. You're yeah. trying to put yeah. it in the words right now, but yeah. remember, guys, assets, certain assets are they're attack vectors. I mean, if you have too much stuff, you can get sued for all that stuff. I mean, there's yeah. the there's a certain freedom gives you a certain simplification. Uh, a way to simplify your life too. So you, you can't uh, have things yeah. holding you down. Things can hold you down, definitely. Like for example, okay, like for example, like I've talked to several people in Ho Chi Minh City and Bangkok where I'm talking to them and I can see that they're rushing to get somewhere. They have to get somewhere. And I can sense it. I can sense the urgency where they got to go. They got to go. Like they can't live in the moment. They can't focus on this moment that we're in, whether we're drinking coffee, eating lobsters, or eating a corn cob or, or corn on the cob or something, they, they can't really focus on it because they got to rush to get back to work. They got to rush to get over here. They got to rush to beat traffic, you know? And it's, it's just, that's just really, if you ever, maybe one of these days we can do an episode where we talk about how our lives have changed or how we live our lives thanks to the financial freedom from crypto, you know? And I don't want to, your, your audience to think I'm a hypocrite or something, you know, because after I buy my house, I will buy the Lambos and the Ferrari. I just don't have a place to park them, so I can't buy them right now, you know. But I, I just don't want your audience to say, hey, you know, Ty, uh, you, you said this and everything, and then, you know, two years later, oh, what are you doing running around in the Lambo or something, you know. So so I, I just want to disclose that, you know. I, 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 but that's not just being able to, like, if I meet you in person and we just go and just, you know, go chat or something, you know, I'm going to be living in a beach city, so if we're walking down the beach or something, and we're drinking a coconut, and we're just discussing different parts of our lives or something. It's it's really nice, man, to not have to rush. Yeah, and, and, and to know that you don't have to rush either to get anywhere. And, and this is something. I, but, but by the way, Tyson, I, I do. We will meet in person one day. I want to tell yeah. everybody, Ty, Tyson and I have not actually met in person. Yeah. Like lots of guys on the show, I have, but met in person. But the, the, we're unique beasts. When you have freedom, whatever way you acquired your freedom, uh, 
you can say and do what you want to do. That's another also. I think that's what you're you're, you're also touching on that. You say yeah. whatever you, you say whatever you want to say because you can't get canceled. I can't yeah, get canceled. You can't get fired from your job. This is no, this exactly. is part of freedom. This is being a unique being yourself. That is that's how things have changed. In I think that's how I think people if people become wealthy, I hope they use that wealth or that to enjoy true freedom. Because there's so many people in this world, they might be making two hundred thousand dollars a year, but they're working for a big corporation, and they got a wife and kids, and they can't say certain things because they'll get kicked out of the private school, and they'll get kicked, and, and they'll get fired from their job. And, and so, so use your wealth to be a unique beast, or use your freedom to be a freaking unique well, beast. I'm, I'm glad you brought that up, man. I'm glad you brought that up. When I worked at the trading school, and I was flying around all the the major cities in America, teaching people how to trade stocks and forex, and coaching them on that and stuff, you know. Did you know that I was not allowed to talk about crypto? It doesn't surprise you know, me at all. They're do, 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 do you know how hard it was for me to sit there? And when a student asked me, hey, man, you hear about this Bitcoin? What do you think about it? For me to sit there loaded with Bitcoins at that time, loaded. I'm buying every damn Bitcoin I can with every check that I can, every bonus that I get, you know, every dollar that I had. I would sell stuff around the house. I didn't need to buy, you know, $200, $300 Bitcoins, you know? And you know how hard it was for me to sit there and, you know, to, to comply with the school's policy that I couldn't talk about Bitcoin. And then guess what? When I retired in 2017, some of the students contacted me and go, hey man, how come you never told us about Bitcoin? You know, and, and on our, our channel, you know, we produce, you know, several, you know, several millionaires on our channel. And I feel bad that I couldn't talk about Bitcoin in, in, in the trading classrooms. Well, this is you know? again. We we have entered a, a stage. We don't have to. We have defiance. Uh, defiance, on, and we can be defiant. We can do what we want to do. Now, of course, since you do run a business that it is regulated, there are regulations you have to. I mean, oh, it's yeah, just, yeah. It, it depends. You, you made a choice. You made a choice. But you could quit. The thing is, is you're wealthy enough now. You could just give up the whole trading business, and then you could say whatever the heck you want to say. You wouldn't yeah, have to work. But you know what? But but you know why? 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 We choose to follow the U.S. financial laws because that's the highest standard in the world, right? And we actually get more business doing that. We get more business by following the U.S. financial laws because the people that, 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 that we cater to, the clients that we have, the customers that come to us, they appreciate the fact that we have all our content reviewed by an SEC attorney before we release it to the public. And that's where our paid courses, guys, not, not our free stuff, you know? That there's in America, whenever you start accepting money from people, there's huge uh, laws that you got to surpass and make sure that you comply with. If it's free, then uh, most of it, you know, they don't care. But when you start, you know, accepting money from people, they want to make sure that you do this, 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 and this. Yeah, I, I think mm -hmm. I, I hope people learn that from when you were talking about hex that <laughs> that that aspect aspect of things that what you just repeated is. That, I mean, that's basically what your whole hex rant was when you. I mean, when you take money from people and you're a United States citizen. Uh, you're uh, you're getting into a very interesting uh, legal realm. Well, okay, let's let's wrap it up because it's too, I want to get it keep it under two hours. I think YouTube does something weird. But Ty, mm -hmm. thank, thanks a lot again. Thanks for having me here, bro. All right, dudes. I'm Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, Disrupt Meister. Pound that like button. You can say it too. I know you like to say it once Ty's in. Pound that like button. Man. All right, Pound dude. Pound I, I, it's it's. You like this. All right. And you it, know it, what? Make sure you share this video with all your friends that are getting into crypto or don't understand why Hex is a scam or why you know I don't call something a scam until it violates a law or it violates an agreement.
you know, a promise between two people or two parties. All right, dudes. And we will be back. To, I will be back tomorrow with some guests uh, for Fridays this week at Bitcoin Show, 2 p.m. Baltimore time. Have a good day, everyone. Have a good night, Tizen. See you guys later. Bye-bye. Thank you.